0: It's Josh Williams here and welcome to episode number 26 of the one man podcast for Wednesday, November 8th, 2017. How are you guys doing? Welcome listeners. Welcome old listeners. Welcome new listeners. Uh, welcome King radio listeners. I'll tell you guys more about that later on. We got uh, something going on with King radio. I got a new sponsor to talk about today. I'll tell you guys about how my uh, doctor's appointment went. Um, I saw Thor Ragnarok and of course I will, uh, I will read your guys emails. We got lots to talk about today. Uh, I just sort of laughing and paused on how funny that must sound to somebody who may be listening to their very first episode. You know, I'll tell you how my doctor's appointment went. They're like, what? Why would anyone care about that? I still don't know if anyone does, but at least it's been part of a long running story that we've talked about for some time. So I can at least tell you the results of that. So starting last week, of course, guys, I always go back to the Tuesday when I recorded. Uh, of course, I did it one day prior, right? So I uh, I wonder how you guys happy Halloween was, right? Halloween was, uh, for me, it was working. Um, didn't get an opportunity to, uh, to do anything too, uh, too fun there for Halloween, but uh, I hope you guys had a great Halloween. Uh, watch any scary movies or anything fun, huh? We talked about it last week. Um, I'd love to know uh, how it was for you guys. I got a couple emails that came in, uh, after the recording. So I will be, uh, you know, bookending a little bit of Halloween stuff on this episode. Uh, I'm really sorry. I don't know if I've said this already. I'm, I'm fucking sick. It feels like every time I record this podcast, I'm apologizing because I'm under the weather. Well, I've been off sick for the last couple days, uh, from work. Uh, my head is a swamp right now and I got a pretty bad headache, but my commitment to you guys is to always have the podcast out rain or shine or head cold or what. So excuse me, if I'm sniffing a little bit or I have to stop and blow my nose or if I'm, excuse me, clearing my throat, this is just burping because I've been chugging apple juice. Isn't it supposed to be orange juice? Eh, it's all garbage. Just try to keep the fluids high and, uh, it was on sale at Costco. I'll tell you that. Guy, I'll tell you that. Um, anyways, so Halloween was great last week. Of course, for a lot of people who didn't work, I'm sure. Um, Wednesday morning, all right. When the last episode dropped, I had a doctor's appointment. The doctor's appointment was actually at like 1.30, but since uh, since I didn't have anything else to do, with it then I think I just slept. I slept and I slept, and uh, so I went to this new doctor. Right, I've been talking about how I got this problem with my side, got the the, the hernia, at least as far as we know you know uh you know 99 problems and bitch ain't one you know what i'm saying like i i was eager to meet this new doctor so uh this doctor dr girth was uh was very cool dude very young very sort of hip looking um it was nice to talk to him because like the first thing was we sat down and i was just like all right dude uh you know it was like he's like so where do we start and i'm like, "Well." I just want to start by saying, if you take one look at me and go, you know what, all my problems are due to my weight. I, I, I don't know if it's going to work out between you and me. You know, I tried to do like a quick little speed dating thing with him. I'm like, this is what I'm after. This is what I'm looking for at a doctor. If it's not you, we just move on. Um, But he was, uh, it was really cool. Cause I was just, I had an opportunity to sort of tell him, you know, what, what my story is and, and how I got to where I'm at now, which I've told you guys before. And I basically said that the problem I'm having now is I got a, a really chronic pain in my side that, that seems to be some sort of lump. That's in there, and it was sort of sort of half checked before. But the doctor I had wasn't too interested in it. And I also told him that I have a, a hernia down in my groin there somewhere, according to a, another doctor who had checked uh, briefly at one point. So he was he was kind of cool because you know he first thing he said was, "Well, if you've got a hernia, we can get that treated." He goes, "Now, to be honest with you, the weight's going to make recovery difficult." He's like, "So you should try to lose the weight, just because, regardless of you know, I'm not saying that the weight is the problem, but." if you're trying to to heal an injury, it's going to be harder to, uh, to heal said injury. If you have a lot of weight pressing down on the area that's trying to heal. So I was like, all right, I get that. And, uh, you know, we start talking about, uh, I, I said to him too, like, well, like, well one of the things I want to know is, you know, am I, obviously the weight's an issue. How, can I lose the weight without aggravating this and making it worse? You know, like, I'd like to be able to, like, what can I do? What can I not do? And he was kind of like, you know what, at the end of the day, they're going to need to uh, fix a hole so whether it's a small hole or a big hole they still need to fix it now he goes so you're you're not wrong to think like oh shit you know uh why would I want to go out and make this hole worse you know like don't aggravate he goes so you're right in the in the thoughts that you could be aggravating an existing injury but <clears throat> excuse me at the end of the day they got to fix a hole so whether it's small or big they gotta do it and if you lose the weight, then that's gonna make the recovery process that easier. He also addressed my my concern about um uh like like he actually brought it up because I told him to like the doctor who had checked me had said that some of the sur- the hernia surgery that they have available, the method and that they do it is uh it's basically they use like a mesh, and you know if the if it's think of it like you punch a hole in the drywall and you use that sort of like mesh tape little little patch on it or whatever, and then you mud over it. He said that like you know, it basically can rip and tear in the future and then you have bigger problems. That was the, the the doctor who discovered my hernia and suggested that I just straight up not do it if possible. Well, this doctor was saying that there's a place outside of Toronto that doesn't do that. So, you know, when we're, when it's time to do that, he's going to send me there. If I have no problems, That I'm like, yeah, absolutely. If that's the place that's still doing it right. I tried to ask him why they, why they do it. Then the new way too, with the mesh, He goes, it's basically just cheaper and easier, but it's, you know, doesn't have as, as long lasting results as the other way. So anyways, he was super cool about that. Took care of one of my concerns right away. So I can, I can start exercising. I can go ahead and rip this son of a bitch <laughs> as much as I want because we're going to fix it at the end of the day. But then the other issue was my side. And he was saying, since, you know, we got checked and ultrasound and all this, like I, I told him all the different things that I've gone through with my side and how it's tight and it hurts and, and whatnot. And he was just saying that like. You know, there's a lot of people who have chronic illnesses. Excuse me, <coughs> chronic, uh, sorry, not chronic illnesses, chronic, chronic pain. And uh, he goes, you know, the, the problem with that is, he said, there's two things. He goes, here's here's how we're. There's two things we got to figure out. One, what is it? Okay. And he goes, you can spend a lot of time trying to figure out what it is and and do this test and that test. He goes, I've I've had patients who we have spent years trying to just find uh, the cause of, of pain and what's, what's causing them discomfort. And he goes, and secondly, and even infinitely more important is what can we do about it? So once we find out what it is, that's great, but what can we do about it? So, um, the reason we talked about this or the reason he brought it up was cause he was trying to say that like, sometimes like he goes, if you, if you're looking for an MRI or something like that, he goes, you know, health Canada, um, but for anyone who's listening outside of Canada, we have we have the free healthcare here. But of course, they prioritize what you can get done for free and whatnot. So for all of us, it's basically just they, they look at me and go, okay, well, whatever's wrong with you is not life threatening. So we're not putting you like on an MRI list or anything like that. And effectively, anything that's wrong with me. If it's not life threatening, they're not, there's no urgency for it. So in terms of what he can send me for and what they're going to pay for, you know, two very difficult things. Um, he had also said too, that like, even if you find it, okay, you got this lump in there that's pressing against some nerves and causing you pain. He goes, you know you can go in there and start cutting things and and trying to cut it out. But now you've got all these muscles that you have to repair that we've cut into and and try to put back together. And he goes, a lot of doctors and stuff are going to be like, no way. I'm I'm just going to make a bad problem worse. So he goes, now we're not there yet. He goes, but just know that there's a lot of people who just end up at some point in their life with chronic pain that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, after, after years and years of research, they're just uh, not research, I should say, but, but, but looking, searching um, just ends up, you know, not really yielding anything. You can't really figure out what it is. And, and the human body is a weird thing. A lot of, a lot of channels of nerves and stuff. So he said that the reason he was telling me that is just to, to set our expectations properly. We're going to do what we can. He goes, I'm not ready to rule anything out or anything yet. Cause we've just met, but just know if you've already been to a few doctors and they haven't really found anything, just know, like it's not that they don't care or, or what have you. It's just that sometimes the shit's hard to find. And rather than just sending you all over God's green earth for tests and this and that. Just sometimes we have to go with what can we do? What can we manage? So anyways, he's really cool about that. Sent me, uh, gave me some, some papers to get some ultrasounds done on my side and, uh, and to get, uh, what do you call it? Um, some blood work done just to see where I'm at health wise. So we're sort of starting over with this guy, but uh very cool dude didn't make me feel rushed. We had a good conversation. He, he asked questions. He, he gave good, uh, good good information as as much as he could the time being. So, um, positive. I go back at the end of the month, uh, hopefully with some results, I've already got the, the blood work done. I did that yesterday. So again, as always, I'm recording this Tuesday night. I did that yesterday. So whole week of stuff has happened since of course, but at least the first step, um, is done. And even some of the tests so far, uh, so that was good. So anyone who's curious, it looks like I'm capable of doing some exercise. It's not really, <laughs> it's not really that bad. If I make it worse, I'm laughing. Just like, Oh, it's okay. If I do some exercise, well, I'm going to start hitting the gym too. Cause the weather's getting cold. So uh, I'm looking forward to jump back on the treadmill and doing some other stuff to help, you know, burn the fat. Ugh, Just not looking forward to it. Right. Who looks forward to the gym? Insane people. That's who looks forward to the gym, but I'm going to do it. Cause I am looking forward to feeling better overall. That's the most important thing. Uh, and then I went to work at the source after that. And you guys know how much I love it there. Oh yeah. Uh, Thursday was another work day at the source. Nothing's nothing to report. Although uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Mark and listener to the podcast did come in and visit me a few times during the week. We tried to make, you know, lunch or something work. Uh, he was working in the mall, opening up a new store. Unfortunately our paths or our timelines didn't work out uh as well as we had hoped. But I'm looking forward to uh, to catching up with my buddy Mark soon. Hang out, do some stuff here. Um Friday. Uh Friday was another workday. That's all it is a work day. I actually gave my notice <coughs> excuse me off the record to my boss, um, at the source. I got my first full two-week paycheck at the source, and I'm gonna share it with you guys. I have no uh, I was going to say, I have no shame or no pride. I'm totally ashamed. I can't believe I spent that much time doing it. But, um, so get this take home, right? Bottom line of the paycheck. I get the direct deposit like Thursday night or whatever. Right. So wake up Friday morning, the bottom line of the paycheck, right? For two weeks, 40 hours a week, plus commissions from the source of all these batteries and fuses, everything, the bottom line take home for two weeks straight at the source was $799. So put that in perspective, that's less than 400 bucks a week for this fucking job that I hate. And I get, you know what, if I had absolutely no skills, you know, you might go, well, Josh, that's, that's what people make. You should be happy that you're making minimum wage, (laughs) you know, and you've got an opportunity to make a little more with commission. Well, I woke up and went, fuck this, the amount of, of, of hours and and labor and shit that you're doing when you're there and, and just mental stress and training and yada, 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 yada. I just woke up and went, uh, yeah, nope, (laughs) fuck this. So I, uh, I went in and I saw my, my good friend, Josh, who was the manager. And I just said to him, all right, buddy, it's not going to work out. This is just like, oh, there's just nothing, nothing redeeming about this. So, um, I, I gave him my notice off the record, but I told him I'd stay till the end of, uh, November excuse me, just cause I know there's black Friday and a bunch of sales coming up and, and what and I know that he could use the extra pair of hands. And like I said, he was good to me. I, I appreciate the fact that he believed in me to be the best clerk monkey possible, but uh, it has been a horrible experience so far <laughs> and not looking forward to continuing. Uh, I haven't felt the slightest bit bad that I've been sick the last couple days. Now, I feel bad if he's short staffed again, he's my friend. I just don't want to fuck my friend over in terms of the source and and being a, a good source employee. I don't give a shit. Um, poor, maybe poor, uh, example to set out there. I don't think anyone's checking in on me to get an example of how to be a good employee. I'm a comedian, right? What do you want from me? But, uh, all the other jobs that I do. Absolutely love them. Anytime I'm doing the, the PlayStation promo or the movie theater stuff or any kind of promotions or marketing, uh stand-up is always fun. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um but yeah, the source is just uh, terrible. It's like it's like getting little razor blade cuts on your testicles all day long. It's just terrible. <laughs> and at the end of the day, you just ache and you bleed out. Um but Friday night. Uh, I had a great show. I got to open for my friend, Frank Spadone, great stand-up comic. Uh, we did a show. I don't even know. It was between Greeley and Manatec, uh, which is not, you know, saying much for anyone who's, you know, anywhere outside of Ottawa. No one has any idea what I'm talking about, but it's basically, there's all these small communities just on the outside of Ottawa to the South. And I guess they all have one councilman or a member of parliament or whatever he is. And, uh he sort of takes care of like all of these little townships or whatever and uh this this evening's event was uh like all the business associations from the area there was actually a lot of important people so the member of parliament was there the councilman was there um <coughs> excuse me oh, I'm starting to run my nose is starting to run sorry guys One sec oh gross <sighs> oh my nose around the the nostrils feels like it's on fire because you know when you're, you're just you just below your nose so much and wipe so much that it's just raw sorry i hope you guys weren't in the car with your uh your speakers jacked or whatever it is I pulled way away from the microphone but it still seems pretty loud maybe phonic, huh my old aphonic company that I use to clean up the audio on the back end you know uh maybe that'll uh that'll take it off the, 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 harshness for yours anyways. Um, so yeah, councilman was there. The, uh, member of parliament was there, uh, some pretty, pretty prominent business figures in Ottawa who all live in this super rich little suburb area. I was at a, a golf and country club, you know what I mean? Or not a golf, sorry, I apologize. A uh, event center, wedding, wedding and event center, uh, really, really nice place, uh, called orchard view. And yeah, it was just a great dinner. They invited myself and Frank to come early for dinner. We we went and we had a wonderful four course meal, right? Again, this is the the vast contrast of the source versus stand up. I made I made more f- that night talking for 30 minutes than I did the entire week at the source. Let's just put it into perspective. And I showed up dressed like a gentleman, not in some stupid red shirt, you know, sit down, get treated. Uh, meal. we got when we sat down and and they started introducing us to people they introduced us as the guests of honor you know what i mean like that's that's pretty nice uh we had a great time the show was outstanding i did great frank did great um everyone had a great time we had a wonderful opportunity to sit for like we were taking everyone was taking pictures with us after the show again nobody nobody buys a fucking pack of batteries and goes can i get a picture with you that was great never happens in retail so again, I know by now you guys get how much I dislike the source. I just, I hope I've made it clear why it is that I decided to leave such a lucrative opportunity. Um, so yeah, that show was great. We got to, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other people that we met. Uh, Tony Greco was there. Who's a a prominent uh, fitness dude, fitness guru, fitness uh, enthusiast, uh, businessman here in Ottawa. He's, he's coached, uh, He's coached and trained people like Mike Fisher, uh, from, I believe he's the Nashville predators, but, but, you know, formerly Ottawa Senator, he's coached his wife, uh, Carrie Underwood, uh, people like Claude Giroux, who, uh, I think is still the captain of the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, I've done events for him too before, but, uh, yeah, either way, it was a great show guys, lots of business people there, tons of people giving us their cards, some tons of people taking my card. Um, but, uh, a great night that's what I said. Like, like I got home late. Uh, Crystal was out of town. She went out to, to Montreal with uh, her friend, Sam. So no lady, uh, this weekend, uh, Mr. Very much. But, uh, but yeah, he was, went home to bed, woke up, uh, the next day and went to the source training They were doing like a basic onboarding. And I've, I i do not know how, how it ended up happening, but I was like 45 minutes early for it. So I just sat there and talked to the trainer And I basically just said to her, I go, Hey, it's nice to meet you. Uh, just in case at any point during this, you're like, Oh, Josh, why do you not seem interested? Uh, I've already quit. (laughs) I've already quit. I've already given my notice. Uh, and so she sat there for like 10 minutes and tried to encourage me to stay. And then, uh, halfway through her, her thing, she started telling us about like those commission structures and saying how, like how it was, you know, X amount of percentage of the margin. I go, Oh, it's of the margin not off the full price. She's like, no. And I go, Oh wow. That's way worse than I thought it was. <laughs> so anyways, I went, and I did that and I did some price tagging and shit. And then I uh, left cause I had yet another show Saturday night. Uh, Saturday night I uh, went with, uh, my very good friend, Jeff McKay guys, who I've talked about many times in the podcast before, uh, great comic, Jeff, myself, and another comic, uh, Michael Friedman, Went to do a show in Loyalist, Ontario, which is not far from Kingston and a place actually called Bath, Ontario, which is an odd name for a place just to call it Bath. It sounds like that's what everybody in the area needs. You know, you're going to Bath, Ontario. You're like, oh, is there a big lake or something? It's like, oh, just a small community outside of Kingston. Okay. But we went to the Loyalist Golf and Country Club and our audience that night was a, a reasonable amount of senior citizens. There was no young people there whatsoever. Um, but they were fun. They were uh, like, they were a, a, a sort of a fun crowd. They liked sort of taking the piss out of you, you know? So I'd talk with them and they'd sort of pull all their, you know, their old people shenanigans, you know, I don't even know how to describe, but you guys know what I'm talking about. When an old person comes up to, you know, they yell, they, their heckles are like, they're not as clever as, you know, what's his face in Waldorf or whatever from Muppet show. You know what I mean? But just that whole yellow out, oh, ho, ho, ho. they're always the ones laughing at their own fucking heckles, but they were having a great time. The idea is they weren't ruining the show. They were, uh, they were definitely just sort of bringing some energy to it. It was freezing in there too. So I couldn't believe all the elderly people. Like if, when I'm cold, I can only imagine the poor, poor elderly people. Luckily they were all wearing their sweaters and cardigans and stuff, but, uh, I had a great time there. We had a horrible time leaving. And I don't mean horrible, uh, super negative. I just mean, we had a very difficult time leaving the, uh, the event afterwards because everybody was, had so much fun. They were all, you know, trying to come up to us and tell us jokes and stuff. So, uh, we ended up, you know, they, they were all standing outside, I guess, having cigarettes and putting their coats and stuff on outside. We decided to slip out the back door just because we knew it'd be hard to get through the, the mob of them afterwards. Like that's the thing. Our groupies are 70 plus years old. Uh, and that's the whole secret of show business. It's not anything about your talent or anything like that. It's just, you got to get the groupies down to a, an age with disposable income, right? When you're 70, when you're 70 year old groupies, they won't follow you all over to the stadiums, right? Cause they're on fixed incomes. So you get them younger and younger and younger to the point when you get the 20, 20 to 30 year olds. They're the ones that could just buy a ticket to your shit, come out. And that's how you've made it in entertainment. Um, <laughs> you get the young groupies. So yeah, that was, uh, that was Saturday night, drove home, right? Sunday, uh, picked up the kiddos as Crystal was still in, uh, in Montreal, picked up the kiddos and went to, (coughs) I went to take them to, uh, well home, but on the way I wanted to stop in at Staples and I don't, I don't know about anywhere else in Ontario, but Ottawa has been nothing but fucking rain for a week. You know, I think today was the first day that there was no rain, but on Sunday, it was raining all day long. The traffic was terrible getting all over the city. And uh, I went to Staples to get a map laminated. One of the board games that we bought from the uh, the store there in Toronto has a map and you need to be able to use it for multiple things. So uh, I wanted to be able to basically dry erase right on it. So I took it to Staples uh, at 11 o'clock they opened and the, the young fellas there were like, oh, it's only going to take us about an hour or two. And I said, great. Love to get it back today, no problem. So um, dropped it off. I even hooked them up with a couple uh, free tickets to absolute comedy. Thanks for your hard work, guys. And uh, I drove back uh, to Crystal's house with the kids, and uh, we waited for for her to come home. And I remember, like they said, they would give me a call in an hour just to let me know how things were going. So two hours later, I called them and just said, hey, guys, how's it going? Is it ready for pickup yet? I'm getting ready to leave crystals at this point. They said, no, it's not ready yet. We made a mistake in how we put it in, but uh, we flipped the roll, put it in properly, and it'll be ready for you by five o'clock no big deal. It's not super, super urgent, but I'm like, that's great. It'll be done today. I, I'm a, I'm an instant gratification kind of guy. I'm sure some of you listening are like, yeah, I like to fucking drop something up, pick it up the same day. You know, it's nice. Get shit done. So anyways, I, uh, I think I went home. I took my mom to, to get some stuff from her work or whatever. She, she hurt herself this week and she's sort of limping around. um, not too much to it, but just the idea she needed, she needed help to go down to work to pick something up. So I drove her down there. I went home, tried to nap for a teeny bit. Uh, just, 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 I guess at that point the cold was on setting and I didn't realize it. I was just just feeling really worn out. And I thought it was just from, you know, two completely full days on the weekend, right? Work and then shows. And, uh, anyways, I, I decided, oh, they told me to be ready by five. I, I just decided I'll take a look and see, you know, uh, what time they close. And it's like, oh shit, their close is five o'clock. So I think it was at about four o'clock at this point. I'm like, I'm going to nap for 25 minutes, wake up and head there. Now this staples I, crystal lives across the city from where I do. So the staples is near her place. Um, I guess I'm not trying to make it a longer story than necessary, but the idea is I drove all the way across the city in the fucking rain. Um, and I popped in at five o'clock and the kid, kid sees me in line And just goes, Oh, Hey man, Hey, I don't want to waste your time. So I just thought I'd let you know, uh, we didn't get the machine working and, uh, we won't have it. We have to order some more plastic in. So, you know, we'll have it ready for you in a few days. And I was like, dude, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like you had my phone number, you know, you could have called me back to say, Hey man, don't bother coming. We didn't get it working. So I think the thing that pissed me off was like, it was so rainy and shitty out, you know, like I, I, it could be said, why didn't I call first and just make sure? Ab- absolutely. Hindsight's twenty twenty. That was one of the first things I thought of. But considering I had been communicating with these guys already and they assured me it would be done on time, you know, I also thought like, well, it's funny because when I first called him two hours after I dropped it off, he goes, oh, has it been an hour already? And I went, it's actually been two. And that should have been my first red flag. But long story short was these guys didn't fucking... They didn't think to call me at all. It was fine with them. Cause I even told them when I called the second time, I'm leaving the area. I won't be in the area. So I just wanted to make sure if it's ready now, I'll come get it. Otherwise, just I'll come get it when it's done. And they assured me it'd be done by five. So anyways, long story short, I get there. Yeah, sorry, we don't have it, man. You know, it's not done. So I just said, all right, let me let me have it back and I'll take it somewhere else. Like, I'm not going to, who knows, maybe one of the other staples, you know, do it tomorrow. Of course, it's five o'clock. All the staples are closing. So if they had told me earlier, I could have showed up. I could have grabbed it. I could have brought it somewhere else. Blah, 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 blah. Not the end of the world. Got it. Woke up Monday, full blown sick, full blown sick Monday morning. Um. Oh shit. No, I actually, I apologize. I missed something. Uh, after my, my giant letdown with staples, um, I was just sort of like. You know it was raining i was tired i felt like i didn't accomplish much during the day i uh, i spoke to my friend dave and uh and we went to go see uh thor ragnarok almost missed almost missed that almost missed it. good thing i have notes right i would have just moved right on to the the next day but i went to see thor ragnarok guys and uh i've already mentioned i'm a big fan of the marvel movies um this this thor movie if you've seen the other two they try to make it very you know uh almost like space medieval kind of crap. You know what I mean? Like they, they've, the first two Thor movies were not great. You know, the second one was infinitely better than the first. Well, they've seen the sort of success, I guess, with the guardians of the galaxy, because this is the first Thor to movie to come out because they did Thor, the dark world. Then, then guardians came out and guardians two has come out since. So they can see how popular the guardians of the galaxy is where it's sort of funny and more colorful space crap or whatever and so they've definitely gone this route with Thor. They've also added in a lot more humor. So for what it's worth, um, the director, uh, whose name I will not be able to pronounce properly, but, um, the director of the movie is actually a very funny, uh, comedic actor. He is in a movie called what we do in the shadows, um, which is available on Netflix. If I'm not mistaken, currently, who knows when you're listening to this, but, uh, it's called what we do in the shadows. And it's almost like a um office like the office style documentary of these like four vampires that live together. And it's one of the funniest movies I've seen in a long time. It's so funny. They just they're all vampires and they're from different eras and uh they get into fights with werewolves and they have you know vampire hunters that come after them and stuff like that. But it's basically just like a reality show not, not reality show sorry I apologize. Documentary done in an interview reality show style um, but yeah, the director of, of Thor Ragnarok was one of the actors in that. And he may have even been the director of that too, but, um, very, very funny, very, very entertaining. Um, you know, I'm trying to give you guys a nice little review, spoiler free. Uh, you know, the, the Hulk is featured in it. If you've seen the the trailers at all, you know that the Hulk is in that movie, um, Lots of great characters, uh, very fun action. There is a, you know, a sense of seriousness in it too, but I got to say the whole movie was fun. If you like the guardians of the galaxy movies, you're going to really like, um, Thor Ragnarok. Um, you know, interesting ending with a, with a pretty big cliffhanger with some of the post-credit stuff. Uh, but again, you kind of have to be a fan of everything that Marvel's doing. Otherwise you won't give a shit, but it's still a great standalone movie. Uh, infinitely better than the other two Thor movies. And, uh, I look forward to seeing it again sometime soon. Um, and that was that. So again, Monday morning, I woke up full blown sick. Um, I had to, uh, you know, get some gas and stuff like that for the car. You know, I'd, I wasn't sure how long I'd be sick. So I just, I woke up that morning. I picked up, uh, I picked up some pay for the, uh, the shows over the course of the weekend there. And, uh, went and dropped off that map at Staples. Of course, I went to the Staples that I'm very familiar with. They took great care of me, had it done amazingly uh, and quickly. So, you know, went to, to Costco, grabbed some gas. That's why I'm sipping on uh, apple juice here. I'm going to grab a swig right now. While we While we speaking of it, uh, I got the, uh, they had like the, the Rouge mall big bottles of, uh, what are they? Two liter. Jesus, two liter bottles of apple juice. And, uh, it was like, I think it was like six of them for usually 15 bucks, but they were on sale for 10. So I'm like sold. I feel like shit. And I need something to lay in bed and chug. So I'm chugging apple juice. Forgot how much fucking acid is in them though. Holy shit. I forgot to take a acid reflux pill and boy, was I paying for it last night. Holy shit. Um, so anyways, chugging apple juice. I went to, uh, Oh, uh, while I was at Costco, I noticed, and this is just a little f- extra free plug for my friends at uh, portablepress.com, but uh, Uncle John's Bathroom Reader, ladies and gentlemen, has their 30th anniversary edition out now. So 30 years Uncle John's been making Bathroom Readers and their uh, their 30th edition, Old Faithful is the name of it, is available at Costco. So I would definitely say pick that up. You can also pick it up, of course, at the uh, portablepress.com uh you know or indigo chapters all that fun stuff but uh i definitely you know hey 30 years congratulations hats off to you guys ah oh, let's hit their little button there oh that bathroom readers 30 year anniversary very exciting um and of course i'm going to be reading uh, an article from that one uh just thought it might be fun but a plug for you guys so if you guys are uh you know start loving these little uh articles that I'm reading and it started to be one of the little staples that you're enjoying, uh, feel free to pick up the old faithful at Costco. Um, it's half price there. They're about 29 bucks in chapters, but I got it for 1699 at Costco. Very happily. Um, I could wait for them to send it to me, but I have to, I have to, I have to send them an email and then wait. I didn't want to do that. So, and then if they send me one, I'll just give it away as a wonderful gift to someone else. Um, I actually need to get on them to, uh, to send some stuff for, uh, for the holidays. Let's see if I can get them to send some stuff that I can give away. Um, anywho, uh, because I bought that book, I was actually running out of, uh, shelf room for all my, my bathroom readers collection. And I, uh, and for some of my other stuff too, from my, uh, my new sponsor, as a matter of fact, which I'll talk about a little bit later on, but, uh, I'm running out of shelf space and I got these shelves that are like floating shelves on my wall, but there's no like walls on the end of them. I know that might sound completely ridiculous, but I got these floating shelves. And what I need is bookends. Um, I got all these short shelves here and I got so many books to put on them, but they're, they're big hardcover books. So I don't want them to fall off the end and you know, bang or dent on the ground. So I needed bookends. And I could have sworn that the bookends that I had here, I purchased at, um, what do you call it? Ikea, the Swedish fun. And so I went to Ikea to try to find some bookends and I asked a bunch of, you know, like, like here in Ottawa going to Ikea and it was probably about two in the afternoon. It's a bad idea. So I, I was like, all right, but I'm, I want these bookends. Like I'm, I'm sick. I'm, I want to be mildly productive, you know? So I went to Ikea and I got some, uh, tried to find the bookends I had about three or four different employees who all pointed me to different directions of the stores, but each one of them was more confident than the last and seemed to just brush off to the other person like, no, 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 they're not there. They're definitely in, in home organization or they're definitely in office spaces. They're definitely in, you know, the uh, marketplace downstairs. Then then finally, I just found this old dude who was sweeping and he's like, we don't carry bookends here. We had them years ago. We don't carry them anymore. And I was like, okay, great. So I immediately, uh, jump onto my cell phone and go, okay, cheap bookends where the hell And, uh, and then I found them. I found the exact set that I have currently and immediately remembered where I purchased them. I bought them at Staples. So back to Staples for the third time that day, right? Once to drop off my thing twice to pick it up and then thrice to buy the stupid bookends, but luckily they were on sale. So i i know everyone's probably thinking if you want bookends why don't you just go to chapters or something they sell like fucking 30 dollar pairs of bookends i don't give a fuck what they look like i need them to hold the books up the bigger and more elaborate they are the more room they take up on my super small shelves so um and the ones that they had on sale so i got like these metal bookends that were like 2.99 each like marked down or sorry on sale from i think it was uh like like five bucks down to 250 you know there was ten dollar ones that were i bought a few of those for like bigger books also marked down to like you know four bucks i'm like jesus christ this is great so i think it's about 20 bucks for like four pairs of bookends um and then home home to rest and try to get better um i ended up watching uh a movie someone ref someone uh commented to me the other day that they're like, you know, you talk a lot about movies in your podcast. I'm like, well, ever since I started working at the source, all I do is come, you know, work and then come home and, and try to zone out. I usually am way too busy for movies. Like I just, I can't watch them. I'll put something on, I'll pass out. And I usually put something on that I've already seen so that I know I won't get wicked into it. You know, I could just fall asleep. But, uh, but Monday I'm like, you know what? I know I'm sick. I spoke to my, uh, I spoke to Josh at uh, the source. He's been really good too. Like again, super good dude. None of this reflects on my, uh, my feelings for him, but, uh, sorry. I, uh, yeah, I, I decided, you know, I'm going to watch a movie. I'm already sick. I called Josh and said, our odds are I'm not in dude. So, you know, um, let's just, uh, let's just, uh, you know, set it up for me to not be there tomorrow. Let's do that. I started watching a movie called colossal. Um, with the Anne Hathaway and Jason Sudeikis, I think is how I say his name, but it was, uh, it's uh, on Netflix, of course. Um, but it's not, uh, I don't know. Anne Hathaway's character, like she can, like there's some fucking Godzilla type monster thing that shows up in Seoul, South Korea. And, uh, she ends up being the one who's controlling it. Like this is all in the trailers too. I'm not spoiling anything. And I like, I don't know the, the movie moves so slow and it doesn't really make sense. Like it never really addresses why, you know, like how this happened or what have you. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't like, this is not in the trailers, but the idea is that like, there's this little children's park, like a playground where anytime they step into this playground area, uh, or sorry, anytime she steps into this playground area, she turns into this, like the, she starts operating that monster her monster rematerializes in soul. And, you know, if she steps on the, the sand, it's her stepping on buildings. It was just goofy, you know, like, and it didn't make any sense. It wasn't a comedy by any means. It actually tried to be very serious, You know, like she's fighting with alcohol. And it was a long story short is it looked eh to go see in the theaters, right? But like at the end of the day, watching it at home, I was like, holy fuck, am I ever glad I didn't go see this or whatever? In fact, I think I had to watch it in two parts. Like I started the early evening I was making, making soup, just sort of watching it on my iPhone at the table and then came up to bed and watched the rest of it, you know, an hour or so later. Yeah, I don't know if you're if you've got Colossal on your wish list or if you saw it and thought got something from it that I didn't, let me know, but I really wasn't a big fan of it. And then uh and then this morning, woke up still sick. I watched uh The Babysitter, I think is what it's called. Uh and that one was a lot more fun. It's it's stupid and goofy. It's basically a kid Um has a babysitter. What? Yeah, kid has a babysitter, uh, and he's got like, you can tell he's got a little bit of a crush on her. Um, she brings a bunch of friends over when he goes to sleep, but he's like awake and watching them. And, uh, his babysitter murders one of the dudes like sacrifices them. And then it turns out that she's going to sacrifice the, the kid too. And so this kid's got to run from the babysitter and all of her friends. And it's basically just, everyone's hunting this kid. Um, but it was a lot of fun. It was, it was definitely, it, it didn't take itself too seriously. There was a lot of good laughs in the movie. Um, yeah, definitely. I had a lot more fun watching that. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I spent the rest of the day getting this, uh, this fucking podcast ready. So that was my, uh, that was my week up until this point. Um, a, a cool little thing that I will talk about right now. Um, is when I mentioned off the top welcome King radio listeners, um, I had someone approach me, uh, electronically via email and was interested, uh, he's starting a new, um, which, what, what should I call it? Uh, r- internet radio station, you know, on, uh, on the internet, oddly enough. But, uh, I want to kind of read like, this is, this is what he's described it as. So it says, um, where, where do we have it here? trying to go on my phone. So King radio is Ottawa's newest internet radio station playing some of Ottawa's favorite pop music. King is known for highlighting local talent. Uh, Find out more by visiting the website at uh, www.canewsottawa.ca. So C A N E W S O T T A W A.ca. So, Basically, what it is, and from my understanding, that's just a little blurb that he's written for me to uh, to share with you guys, of course. But uh, one of the things that we discussed when he was talking to me is basically it's showcasing talent from Ottawa. So there's gonna be like local musicians, and then there's gonna be lo- local uh, shows and podcasts and thing all on this r- local uh, internet radio station. And what he was interested in doing was featuring the one man podcast as some of the content for it. So um, I believe it launches November twelfth. You can Google King Radio. Um, I'll have more details for you guys as it launches on November 12th online. But uh, as it stands, uh, your old pal Josh here, will be a regular on, uh, on that radio station. So my weekly slot, now it's just basically just this podcast you guys are already listening to, but if you're interested in some more, you know, Ottawa talent and some other stuff, other content, you could check them out too. Um, King radio, of course. So, uh, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday nights, uh, between eight and 10, depending on how long I run my mouth for, but at eight o'clock, uh, Wednesday, Thursdays and Fridays will be this current week's episode of the one man podcast. So, um, You know, if you're looking for, uh, for some other stuff, you'll hear it there. But of course, to anyone who may have stumbled upon us, uh, from King radio, you know, and you're listening to this, this first episode where we sort of say hello and welcome. Um, yeah, check out, uh, older episodes are available. It's going to be starting with whatever current week is. So they launch on the 12th. Um. Odds are he's going to play like if he's starting it on Wednesday, he should be playing episode number 27 first. Um, if it's this one, cool, whatever, but for anyone who's listening, it's not going to start at the very beginning. It's going to start at, uh, wherever we're at. So, um, by all means, feel free to go back and listen to the old episodes of the one man podcast. The audio and energy levels are very different, but feel free to go back to our humble beginnings and see how it all started. Um, but welcome regardless, I'm very, uh, very happy to be a part of that. Uh, thank you very much for considering my humble podcast to be part of your weekly and daily content. So anyone who's interested in checking out that, uh, that website, like I said, it's called King radio, uh, in Ottawa launches on the 12th, feel free to, you know, check them out on Facebook and see some of the other, uh, lineups that they have. Cause they do, they do have a, a portion of their lineup already posted. The website is getting filled up with more and more content every day. So, uh, so check them out. Like I said, it's kind of cool that there's a, uh, you know, internet radio that's featuring, you know, local talent and uh, a place where people can just sort of go and listen to all sorts of uh, interesting content and music from their area. Um, in terms of like, sometimes I I write down these little notes here, guys, I have a little section that I sometimes fill in. Sometimes I don't, uh, it just says like what I'm working on. I'm kind of, uh, I'm, like I said, I'm excited that I can, I basically got a, thumbs up from the doctor to start going to the gym. Shouldn't really hurt myself or anything. So I know that that's what I'm going to be focusing on the next little while. Uh, it is getting colder. So, you know, I always, whenever the summer's here, I'm like, oh, it's summer season. I can go outside and start, you know, walking again. Oh, excuse me. Uh, I get gas from, from chugging apple juice. I get gas from everything. It's cause I'm hunched over my desk talking to the mic. I think it's just the position. I don't always sounds like I'm huffing in and, and burping and stuff. I apologize. But anyways, so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to be hitting the gym now that the weather's cold, it will be, uh, it'll be inside. And, uh, that is one thing that can be said for this fucking job in the middle of nowhere at Place Orleans is that, uh, there is a, there is a good life fitness right, uh, right in the mall. And I do have a good life membership. So, uh, you know, I, I always like to make sure that I have the most, uh, luxurious gym membership to not use. You know what I'm saying? You want to make sure that you've got the, You know, what's, what's, how much do you want to pay to not go to this gym? Josh, that's the question they should ask me, but uh, yeah, so I'll be doing that and I'll let you guys know how that goes. I've already been eating less uh, as stupid as that may sound. Just, just the, the portions and watching what I do. Like I said, you know, if you're, you're working in a mall, it's easy to just sort of fuck around, but there's a farm boy um, very close by. It's kind of like a whole foods. So I'm able to get like soup and stuff like that for lunch and just eating better, better stuff and like, you know, less or, or, you know, you can go to the Taco Bell and order 47 fucking tacos for 10 bucks. Try not to do that kind of shit. You know what I mean? <coughs> so anyways, that's what I got. Uh, that's how last week was guys. And I, and like I said, I, I'm looking forward to more positive stuff. That doctor's appointment really did uh, put some bounce in my step, except for the fact that I got fucking sick, um, afterwards, but, uh, I'm excited. I had a great, great weekend of comedy. You know, I, uh, hadn't done, hadn't done stand up in, uh, in a little while. And, uh, I actually forgot a line of one of my jokes on stage, uh, at Frank's show. Um, and, uh, and no one noticed cause only we sort of know every line in our jokes. So we skip it, but it wasn't until like afterwards, you know, I was driving back that I finally remember that line because I was obsessing with it. what the fuck is that line? Why can't I remember? There was just a big gap. Like I've told these jokes for a few years now. Why the fuck? What is this line that I missed? Anyways, it freaked me out a bit, but in either way, I, I got to reconnect with my, uh, my comedy stuff doing stand up telling jokes, having a good time, making people happy and and you know wanting to stick around and take pictures and and tell us jokes. So it's great. I love I love that part of my my job and my life. I like making people laugh and uh and I love seeing people get excited to you know hang out and talk to us and shake our hands and stuff like that, you know. People are like good job, that was great. It actually means something in that uh in that context. Whenever it comes from you know the source. Oh, thank you very much for your help. I'm like, "Eh, anyone could have done it." You know? So, uh, so yeah, I, uh, I, I, did have a great, la- I, I had a great week last week, guys. I really did. And despite the fact that I'm sick and my energy is a little low and I'm, I'm fucking talking in circles, I, I, I feel, uh, some positivity coming forward. So, uh, very excited about that. And of course, now that I talked about last week, I get to tell you guys, uh, I get to read the, uh, the sponsor stuff, right? And we always start with who, oh, well, my partners at portablepress.com. That's who. And this week I'm going to read from their brand new bathroom reader, which is uncle John's old faithful bathroom reader, their 30th anniversary edition. Again, hats off 30 years of putting out, uh, uh, you know, great trivia books. Um, and of course they've got more than just annual editions. They've got all sorts of stuff, uh, that I've read to you guys, but this week I'm, uh, I'm reading the article. You're my inspiration. Um, and it says, it's always interesting to see where the architects of pop culture get their ideas. Some of these may surprise you. So the first one, the star Wars logo, when a 22 year old graphic designer named Susie Rice met with director George Lucas in 1976 to create a title logo for his new space movie. He told her he wanted something intimidating. So Rice, who was studying German typefaces at the time took inspiration from Nazi propaganda posters. What I read was that in, uh, parentheses, sorry, Joseph Goebbels wanted a standardized font without variations to be used for all signage throughout. So it struck me as an indication of what I'd call fascist design. Rice came up, end quote, I should say, Rice came up with a modified Helvetica block font for the title. Lucas liked it with one change. He wanted her to join the S and the T in star and the R and the S in wars. So there you have it. It was based on a Nazi font. Uh, Biff Tannen for decades, it's been rumored that the 1989 back to the future. Part two, the future version of Biff, uh, megalomaniac real estate mogul was based on real life, real estate mogul, Donald Trump in 2015 screenwriter, Bob Gale confirmed that Biff, his high rise casino, and the fact that he makes everyone call him America's greatest folk hero were all modeled after Donald Trump. So there you go. All those jokes about how, uh, the future came and Biff is president. Well, that was who he was modeled after in the first place. So art, imitating life, imitating art. Uh, maybe if anyone calls me on that, I will kill you. Um, (laughs) bullet trains ever wonder why bullet trains have pointy noses. When the train travels at high speeds, air pressure builds up until it creates a small, but loud sonic boom. In the 1990s, Japanese engineer, Yiji Nakatsu, notice that I don't even know if that's right. Uh, notice that a bird called a Kingfisher could fly into the water at high speeds without disturbing the surface. Nakatsu redesigned the bullet train's nose into a 50 foot long steel Kingfisher beak that not only decreases noise, but increases speed. Kate Moss Moss is one of the few supermodels who's managed to stay famous for three decades. And a big reason for that is her sense of style, which Vogue describes as rock and roll bohemianism. Uh, Inspirations, Mick Jagger and David Bowie. They're quite feminine, but still with a tomboyish look, which I like. So that's uh, where she gets her look from. The Sleeping Beauty Castle. While traveling through Europe in the early 1950s, Walt Disney visited, oh, here we go, Neuschwanstein Castle in the Bavarian Alps. Nicknamed the Fairy Tale Castle, it was built in the late 19th century. The first castle we know. Uh, sorry, the first castle we know of to have flushing toilets by King Ludwig III. He wanted a colorful castle in a beautiful setting to honor his musical hero Richard Wagner. Disney was so enamored by Nuschwanzstein that he made it the basis for his Sleeping Beauty Castle at his brand new theme park, Disneyland. And there you have it. Of course, at the bottom of the page, unlucky start, there were 13 honeymooning couples aboard the Titanic. That is sad. And that's it, guys. That's the uh, You're My Inspiration from my partners at Portable Press, Uncle John's Bathroom Raider, Old Faithful, 30th Anniversary Edition. Oh, amazing. And of course, as always, I have two outstanding partners with uh, Absolute Comedy and Summersby. The sun gives
1: life to the orchard. The orchard gives life to the apple. The apple gives life to Somersby. Somersby is a delicious sweet taste of sunshine imported across the ocean all the way from Denmark. The people in Denmark are smarter and so are you if you drink Somersby. (laughs) With flavors like apple, blackberry, pear, elderflower lime, red rhubarb, and a taste as regal as this fake accent, there's something for everyone to enjoy. And now you can try them all in the Summersbee Mixer Pack, available wherever fine beverages are sold. So go on and try for yourself the crisp, refreshing taste of Summersbee. Ah, your taste buds deserve it. Please drink
0: resplendently. And uh, I just spoke with uh, my buddy uh, Petter, the Summersbee rep, uh, and he has got a couple of cases of Summersbee semi-dry to drop off. So I'm very excited to try the new flavor. Apparently, it's for anyone uh, who who's not a big fan of the um, sweetness of Summersbee. No one's complained about the taste, um, but but a lot of people are saying it tastes good, but it's a little sweet. Well, the Summersbee semi-dry is supposed to be uh, half sweet, you know, so... Well, oh, excuse me, I was chugging apple juice during those commercials guys trying to wet the whistle. And, uh, yeah. So he said uh, a lot of people are, are enjoying the, the semi dry. I'm excited to try it myself. I will give you guys my feedback. Of course, as always try it yourselves and let me know what you think. But, uh, but excited for that. Of course, I mentioned off the top that we have a new spots are, um, very, very excited to be bringing these guys on board. Um, I am a huge fan of their books just as much as I am, uh, my partners at portable press. I am a big fan of, uh, DK publishing, which is the Dorling Kindersley party, party publishing is what I was going for. Um, they have some of the best books. I, I when speaking with them. I, I referred to them as infotainment and they were like, yeah, we, we like that. You know, it's kind of a, you're like, that's a good way of describing it. So, okay. Without going all over the place here. Um, I have a bunch of different series, uh, by, by DK. So, um, they have basically what DK does is they, they create, uh, outstanding, just, just like textbook information books. But instead of it being just like a big book where you're reading about something or just pictures, they, they do an amazing job of marrying information with imagery. So I, I told you guys a long time ago that one of the things that I loved about, uh, uncle John's bathroom readers is that. I can read a couple pages, you know, and finish an article. So if I'm reading before bed, I don't, uh, you know, I don't pass out right away. Or if at least if I, if I only read a little bit, at, at least I'm starting and finishing what I'm doing. Well, one of the things that I love about DK's books is that their imagery and the, the, the information, the way that they present it is, is done in such an amazing way that it keeps you engaged. You know, like you're actually learning. I've got a series, um, of theirs called big ideas. Simply Explained that I'm staring at it right now on my shelf. Um, that I am asked, uh, all over the place. And just to give you an idea, like these are big textbook things. Each one of them, basically, like I said, uh, the series is called big ideas simply explained. And what they do is they just basically give you a, a, a general, I, I want to say an intermediate level of understanding on, on certain concepts. So for example, I'm just going to rattle off the ones that I have real quick. Um, but for example, I have like the business book, the crime book, the economics book, the history book, the literature book, the philosophy, politics, psychology, religion, science, and sociology books. Um, they've got some other ones as well. I think I've got the the core of them there, but they've got like the astronomy book, um, which is astronomy, not astrology um, but they've got ones like the art book. They've got like the Shakespeare book. They've got the movies book, um, tons of stuff, but the, uh, but it's a great series. Uh, they have so many series. I mean, I, I wouldn't even be able to tell you where to start. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I've got those, uh, they are, they originally, when I spoke to them, where we're getting ready to partner for the new podcast that is coming up in the new year called comics talking comics, which is, like I said, anything nerdy, uh, comic books. Uh, movies, video games, board games,, uh, you know, pop culture stuff, anything sort of fun and and geeky and stuff like that we'll be doing. And DK has a crazy, crazy strong lineup of uh, visual books, you know, Marvel and star wars and and Lego and and you name it. Uh, you know, DC as well, of course, um, they've got stuff on wrestling and stuff on, on movies and it's, it's such a huge company. But if you see that logo DK, uh, on any book, I can tell you right now it is quality, 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 and super informative, super entertaining. That's why I call it infotainment because of the fact that they're, they're the, the idea is what they do is they marry imagery with information. So it's like a giant picture book like an encyclopedia effectively, but it's not boring. It's not just sort of fact dumping at you. They, they, they marry the imagery very, very well with the information that keeps you engaged. Anyways, not to run my mouth too much, but I'm very, very happy to have them as a a sponsor. As the new podcast has not launched yet, they have agreed to uh, sponsor the one man podcast until uh, the time where, where we start that one. So, um, all that is to say that this week, um, one of the books that they sent me, uh, and this one was kind of, uh, kind of cool, a little, little smaller than most of their books. Uh, but it's called the Gamer's survival guide, uh, get game fit before it's game over. And this one's kind of cool. It's just a little fun hardcover book. Um, retails about 12 bucks in Canada and, uh, yeah, definitely. It's definitely fun. I would say that it's not so much for, uh, for adults, but definitely young adults and, uh, and kids. It really scratches the surface and uh, and sort of just gives you some really cool creative ideas for all sorts of stuff game wise Um, It's a great you know, like he says, like, oh, gamer survival guide. it sounds like it would be a manual for a particular game. What it actually is, is a book that tells you all sorts of different ways to enjoy uh, video games and all sorts of things like myths and stuff like that. Um, I read it uh, actually because we we were going on that gig the other night. It was about two hours long. I actually read a good portion of it in the car uh, while we were on our way there, but um, without giving away too much of what's going on this book, I just did a couple little markers here on it. One of the things that, um, you know, just to give you guys a couple examples of of what's in it, like every, every couple of Pages hold some different fun stuff in it. But for example, uh, one of the pages is called Don't Go Bug-Eyed. So screen time making your eyes itch. Be sure to protect your peepers. And then they've got all sorts of different kind of rules uh, for eyes. You know, use a 20-20-20 rule. It says every 22 minutes, sorry, every 20 minutes, look away from the screen at a distance of at least 20 feet, six meters for 20 seconds or more. It's easy to remember. Uh, it's an easy to remember way to get a decent screen break during games And then of course the rest of the page has all sorts of other eye visual stuff Like I'm not going to turn it into the bathroom reader. I just read shit at you guys Plus that would take away from the joy of you guys being able to go out and get it yourself um, One of the other things it has uh, that I kind of thought was cool is it. it's got a big list of who's gaming when So it sort of tells you uh, depending on what time of day it is. Who is it? That's gaming so you got your all-night hardcore gamers you've got your you know, your, uh, afternoon kids, gamers, your early evening, uh, you know, parents and couples gamers. So, uh, definitely it was a really cool shit and talks about the different sort of things about that. Um there was also uh, a section of it that just tells you how to find new gaming friends. So if you play video games a lot, but you don't, you don't really have uh, a whole bunch of friends who are on or available to play games at the same time as you, it gives you all sorts of tips and tricks to how to find uh, new gaming partners and stuff like that. So how to create communities and, and looking for groups and stuff like that. Um, very, very cool sort of stuff like that. Like I said, if you're into games, it's a great little book to have with all sorts of fun features. Um, there was another one that I thought, um, telling you guys, it says, uh, there was one that says, what kind of gamer are you? And it asks you questions. It's basically like a, one of those magazine quizzes, right? And then if you score a certain amount, then you're this kind of gamer, you're that kind of gamer. So there's like social gamers and hardcore gamers and solo gamers and things like that. So I, I, I really did find this book very interesting. I've only got a couple little ones. I, this one, I am going to read. I thought this was kind of fun. So if you're not really a big video gamer, (coughs) excuse me. If you're not a big uh, video gamer, you do... uh a lot of there's a lot of misconceptions. So, uh, this page I thought was really cool. It's called Crush Those Clueless Criticisms. If someone snipes that games are bad for you, hit back with these forceful facts. So fact number one games help you develop problem solving skills. Number two, games enhance and encourage creativity. Number three, games cultivate social interaction, teamwork, and cooperation. Number four, games improve your reflexes, hand eye coordination, and quick thinking skills. Number five, games teach pattern recognition. And finally, Games relieve anxiety and help you to relax. And I do have to say that when I'm gaming, I do not feel as anxious as I do pretty much every other hour of the day. Um, they had a, a cool page in this too about how to uh, you know, make yourself a, a better streamer. So if you do happen to play on Twitch or something like that, it, uh, it tells you some of the things that you can do to increase your audience and make your channel more unique, uh, which is something that's free for anyone who plays PlayStation or Xbox. Know that you can just set up a side app uh, for free that will stream right from your Xbox or PlayStation, uh, what you're doing. So you can basically stream that on a, a service that people can watch you play. And that just tells you how to make uh how to make you a better streamer. And then finally, just another one, I kind of wanted to point out, like, again, this, this thing is, is quite large, but I just, I picked a few pages, just the things that you may not expect to find in something like this. And one of them was uh, don't let trolls drag you down. So this page is how to deal with people who might be trying to cause you shit online or, or mouth off at you you know, ruin your gaming experience. So they basically had some very cool tips and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. And I, and I totally forgot that some of these were options. Um, but uh, but a great book. Yeah, like I said, there's all sorts of fun things in it about how to host better gaming parties, uh, what to eat when you're gaming, just, you know, for long-term energy, uh, when you should take breaks, all sorts of fun stuff. Guys, the Gamers uh, Survival Guide. Uh, very, very cool. Of course, from my my new partners uh, at DK, Uh, it says get game fit before it's game over. I really do uh, recommend that one. I appreciate them sending it to me and I look forward to, you know, sort of giving you guys some feedback on more of the, uh, of the books that they have. But like I said, if you're out shopping this holiday season, uh, as it is approaching, um, take a look, they feature their stuff at Costco as well. They've always, always got something or other at Costco. Uh, last time I was there, I think that they had, um, you know, the, everything about Lego book. Um, which if you look at it, it basically has all of the details of Lego since their very beginning and I think the seventies. Uh, 70s or 80s so uh super cool with visuals of all the different things and fun facts and stuff like that so uh, i strongly strongly remember uh remember recommend anything from from dk uh i've got a bunch of their series here at, at home and they don't they're not just about like you know games and and uh you know movies and and pop culture stuff like i said they've got partnerships with the smithsonian and uh you know, like, like war stuff, like anything that you're into odds are there's a book out there by DK vastly covering your interests. So, uh, cannot recommend them more. Uh, DK, which stands for Dorling Kindersley, um, they're they're a great publishing company, and I I'm very very honored uh, to have them partnered with uh, the One Man Podcast. And of course, uh, at some point, we will transition over to uh, Comics Talking Comics when that launches. But uh, as it stands, uh, happy to have them. And hey, who knows? Maybe they'll stay with both podcasts. I can I can talk about all the uh, interesting Smithsonian stuff and the uh, big ideas simply explained on the One Man Podcast. Then we can do all the fun Marvel and uh, DC and and wrestling and and what have you all sorts of ner- crazy, nerdy, goofy stuff over on comics, and comics, but they are one of my favorite publishers, um, and super, super glad to have them on board. So thank you very much DK for partnering with one man podcast. Uh, what do we got coming up this week? Oh, let's just say I'm staying home sick. Huh? How about that? Um, I would imagine that'll be a big part of my week guys. <coughs> I really don't feel good. Um, although I am starting to cough now, which means that this thing is moving out of my head and into my chest, which is where all of my colds. end. if I get a sore throat and a head cold, I I know I'm not out of the woods until I have a real bad coughing day. So, um, now that I've started coughing this evening, maybe I'm on the mend, but, uh. I have a show tomorrow night, which is the night you guys will be hearing this. So Wednesday night, I'm doing a, a small little show for youth. I think they're like 15 to 25. Myself and another comedian are going to be, um, entertaining these kiddos. They're, they're all about brand. I think they're okay. So this, I, it wasn't worded the best, but this is my understanding. They are protesting, uh, branding on cigarette packages. So they think that cigarettes shouldn't look the slightest bit fun so that they, that all cigarettes, in Canada should have, um, the same look so that they just, you just ask for them by brand, but there's nothing on them at all. That makes them look the slightest bit enticing. Now I haven't performed for them yet. So I will ask these questions. I will get some answers and I will have them for you guys in the next episode. But as it stands right now, uh, sounds a little interesting and I don't know why they want comics to come and talk to them. I mean, I'm a non-smoker, so I don't think that they're going to murder me, but and i have fascinated at that age. So it's interesting. I'm looking forward to performing for these guys. Um, of course, on Friday, um, I will be at Finnegan's Roadhouse in Renfrew. Uh, some of my podcast listeners, uh, Chris and Rebecca, will be there. Uh, they've already purchased their tickets. So I'm looking forward to that. Apparently, tickets are selling quite well there. So if you guys are in the Ottawa Valley area and you'd like to see me, please, uh, Get some tickets at uh, Finnegan's Roadhouse. I'm looking forward to them. I'm looking forward to seeing my friends too. Saturday's Remembrance Day, guys. Celebrate it however you do. Push an old person up Parliament Hill or, you know, just sit quietly with them in a room for a few minutes. Um, it's kind of the way it is with them. Most of the time you can just sort of sit with them. Some don't even know you're there. But find a way to celebrate Remembrance Day. They did sacrifice for us um, and uh, and remind them of that because I'm sure they've forgotten. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry to be a prick. I, it's going to be funny a little bit. Right. And then, uh, I do have a special event on Sunday night. I can't really t- say anything about it because it's uh, a surprise. In fact, I think I might've even said that too loud right now. Cause, uh, the, uh, the, the man himself is in the house. So, uh, I hope I didn't give anything away. Um, so yeah, that's what I got coming up with my week guys. And, uh, and I think that's about it for, for what's up with me as, as usual, I've got your guys' emails. And as I said, I think these are a bit of a bleed over from, uh, from Halloween. So as I mentioned, guys, you're always welcome to send in your, uh, your questions or comments, your whatever you likes to contact at one man And I will read your email on the air. Um, first email this week comes from Chris. He says, Hey Josh, I like you enjoy a scary movie. Enjoy a good scary movie. Of course, a suspenseful thriller, more so than a gore fest. Here are the three, uh, that are near the top of my list. The others starring Nicole Kidman. Basically, it's a story about a mother and her two kids who live in a spooky old house. I don't know how to write a synopsis without spoiling the whole thing, but take my word for it. It's a pretty good movie that managed to be quite freaky while maintaining a PG rating. I have not really seen the others though. I do know what it's about and how it ends. Um, Mm, sorry about that. I uh I think the best way to describe it is it's a mother and her two kids. Her kids have conditions that keep them inside. I think they're like a not allergic to sunlight, but they're basically they're basically like uh daywalker versions of albino's. Right? So they can't really go out. The sun hurts them, so they're just they're forced to stay in this house. And then they start sort of seeing other people, other, other things, apparitions and stuff like that. And then of course there's the big twist that, uh, that, you know, and I know, but, um, I didn't see all of it. I just saw the first like 15 minutes or so. I think I fell asleep and then woke up at the end and was like, all right, I get it. So, um, so yeah, I don't really know how good those, those frights and scares and stuff were throughout, but I know what the ending is. And, and of course, watching it again, the second time with knowing what it is, wouldn't cause the slightest bit of fear. I, I would imagine, um, 28 days later starring, I don't know, look it up. It's Cillian Murphy is the name that you're looking for. Um, and, uh, not Brian Cox, but there's another guy like him that's in it anyways uh 28 days later starring i don't know look it up you say i think the scarecrow from batman begins is in it yes that is the guy cillian murphy question mark so you had it yourself you knew it all along uh by far my favorite zombie movie what sets this movie apart from all other zombie movies uh or sorry flicks is that these zombies can book it in classic zombie movies it seems that as long as you can stay ahead of the slow moving herd you'll be all right. But in 28 Days Later the zombies run and not just run they sprint tirelessly. It really throws a cool curveball into the genre. Um yeah, I saw it. I didn't like the fucking like it had this sort of buzzy, staticky sort of like rock rave music through it. I I mean I I guess it adds the visuals. It really to me looked like a train spotting meets a zombie movie kind of thing. It just, it felt like I was on drugs the whole time I watched it. Um, I did see it and I didn't dislike it. It just, there was, there was an odd feel to it. Uh, But I mean, I guess that's what it is, is the panic, the speed. You need like a high octane music. if There's all these zombie running scenes, but yeah, it wasn't, wasn't bad. Um, My follow up question to you would be, did you ever see the 28 weeks later? Was it any good? Did it do any justice? Uh, And finally, you're right. The last movie isn't so much a horror as it is a suspense. I warn you though, If you feel claustrophobic when you see others in claustrophobic situations, then this movie ain't for you. So it's called Buried starring Ryan Reynolds. If you love Ryan Reynolds, then you'll love this movie because he is the only person you will see. There are no other physical actors in the movie. He wakes up buried in a box, sorry, casket-sized box with nothing but a lighter and a cell phone. The entire movie takes place in the box. I wouldn't categorize myself as claustrophobic, but not being able to sit up or even look at my feet makes me want to vomit in terror. Well, thanks for your email, Chris. I appreciate it. Uh, Vanessa, AKA my friend red writes in, Hey there, Josh, hope you're doing well. I am not doing too shabby. i shy of this illness. Um, I thought you might appreciate my sending in my son's secret costume. I didn't want all the judgy moms piping in, so I didn't post this one on the social medias. But Ronan had a Georgie from It costume. I've attached a picture. We had the yellow rain jacket already, so I just had to do it. Funny story though, after we took these pics, I decided to put the balloon in the lawn with our decorations. No word of a lie, a 10-year-old came up to the house to trick or treat and is like, "Hey, was it here earlier?" like Pennywise, I guess he means was it here earlier. Uh, I was a little shocked. They knew, uh, what I'm sorry, what they, they knew what that was, but without missing a beat, I grabbed the yellow rain jacket and was like, yep, see it already got Georgie. The kid laughed, but I was doing everything I could from giving the parent a judgy look. Uh, am I just getting old or is it not a high school age movie? At least the kid was definitely primary age. Uh well hope your week at the source is better. If you leave there are a couple of things I'm needing, so let me know so I can send you a list of things to steal on your way out. <laughs> Thanks, Red. Um yeah, I don't know. Um sometimes people know what something is. Like if you got a bigger brother who's who's into something and he's all about it, you know, obviously you know, you want to be excited about the same, same things that like your big brothers. So like, you don't really know how the kid knows what it is. Um, you're definitely being judgy though. <laughs> Cause you're like, I don't want to post my picture. I don't want my, my people to judge me. And then you're, you were going to give the parents a judgy look. Who knows, man, you can't raise kids properly. You know, there's a million wrong ways to do it. So, um, I think I saw your picture and I, uh, I think it was very, very funny. Uh, that he's dressed up like Georgie, you know. Just it's basically for anyone. Like I, I already asked Red uh, via social media if she was cool with me sharing it with you guys, but obviously it's and her kids in it, and uh, you know, if I post it, you're all gonna try to fuck her kid. You know, it's just that's just how it is. Um, I hope you're detecting my my super sarcasm there, Red, but I do I do get it. You know, it's very funny. Um, two of my listeners. Uh, my two best friends, Jimmy and Mika, um, they've got very conflicting, um, different, uh, views on their, their kid stuff. Um, one mother, I won't, I won't single them out. One of the mothers, um, has decided that, you know, um, basically the kid is not deciding whether or not his picture is posted since he does never say they're just keeping it very, very private. You won't even see anything on social media. The other mother is a goddamn lunatic. Uh, posting pictures, uh, at least 12 times uh, an hour. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm going a little too far, but something every day. I actually saw this post the other day and I, I was going to message to go, are you fucking kidding me? Um, which was a happy half birthday. I'm like half birthday. Are you fucking, how did you mean? I didn't get him anything for his quarter birthday. I missed the quarter birthday. Um, so I, like, again, I, I could just be being crotchety for no fucking reason. I don't mean to be. You know, I I love my friends, I love their kids. I just think uh, it's funny, it's funny cuz parents are are different, right? Like I said, there's different perspectives. So I got to say for you, just do what works for you. You know what I mean? Like if you want to post the pictures, do it. If somebody's going to judge you, be like, "How could you do it's a fucking raincoat. It's not like by putting the kid in the costume he immediately takes on the persona and understands everything of the context. He doesn't fucking know it's a raincoat. You know? Georgie was in a raincoat because it protects from the rain. It was made for children. I don't know. Just, there are a lot of judgy fuckers out there. And really at the end of the day, their, their shit doesn't matter. So I think your costume was hysterical. I think it was very creative. Um, I think one day you'll show your kid the movie and the picture. He's going to fucking laugh and, uh, you know, everybody wins. And then, uh, and the judgy cunt's going to be sitting there all by herself, you know, trying to get her husband to pay attention to her. Look, can you believe what he's going to? I don't give a fuck. And he's going to go back to his booze or whatever it is, whatever gets him through the day with that judgy bitch. Um, I don't know if I just dropped the C word. If I did, you know, I'm not sorry. I feel like that's the, that's, that's the kind, that's who those words are reserved for the, the mothers that judge other mothers and don't take better care of their own kids. Ah, blah, 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 blah. blah. Anyways, Red, I appreciate your, uh, your email. Thank you so much. Um, what can I say, guys? I, uh, I always appreciate you being here. I'm sorry uh, if the episode was kind of all over the map. Um, I really am not feeling well, but I'm, I'm trying to plow through. I'm getting the energy from you guys. I feel you all listening and it, it's coming back to me. Um, so I, I just, as always, I appreciate you guys being there. And Hey, as I mentioned off the top, um, I do use a, a lovely service, uh, called Authonic. And if any of you would like to donate to the one man podcast, um, you know, you can go to our Facebook page and at the top, there's a pinned post, that shows you where you can donate off on it credits. So you want to, you want to be, a direct part of the, the one man podcast. You can donate and, uh, your efforts and your credits and all that stuff will go directly into the podcast. I can't spend off on it credits on booze, right? Can't spend them on NyQuil or anything like that. So it's it's you know that your dollars are going right back into my low-end production here. So um as always guys, please send in your own emails, contact at onemanpodcast.com. Listeners are growing all the time, month over month. I appreciate that. And I'd love to hear from from more of you guys. So if you listen, send in emails, you know, let me know what's going on with you. Let me know what the shittiest job you ever had was. Let me know how long you stayed there before you got out. Let me know if you burned the motherfucker down on your way out. You know, what was the best thing you ever stole from a job? You know, don't tell me that. I'm just joking. Uh, but, uh, as always, you know, you can send the email contact at one man and we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. So if you guys have a second, I post you know, pictures and all sorts of stuff leading up to the episodes. If things are going on, I show you, um, gave blood yesterday and I got a giant fucking bruise on my arm from that. I was debating whether or not I showed you, but I posted a few things today. So I don't know if anyone wants to see my horrible, this woman, I think she was training on me. She's like, do you mind if I just fuck around? Uh, (laughs) that's what my arm looks like. You don't give blood and end up with a, with a bruise that looks like you took a line drive to the fucking arm. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, either way, I, uh, I post shit is the point I'm getting at. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, you guys can check out stuff. One man podcast, or also if you just want to connect with my comedy stuff, Josh Williams comedy, you can find me on all those social media platforms as well. And I got my comedy stuff on there. So, uh, as always, thank you guys so much for listening. I will have a fresh episode for you next week. Who knows what we'll be talking about. Maybe we'll find out why these kids want all the cigarette packs to look the same, you know? Who knows? I sure don't. I hope you guys have a good week. Stay, uh, stay warm. Stay out of the rain. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks.